My goal in this series, It's Not Me, It's You, Creating Intimacy, is to help us get there, not by figuring out a strategy to deal with our partner, but to be more self-aware, loving, and intentional. Thus, today's podcast, Be the Person You Want to Find. And Be the Person You Want to Find is also a book by a Buddhist teacher named Sherry Huber, and she makes a relationship book about ourselves. Instead of relationship-driven questions such as how can we get along better or understand each other, try this. How can I understand myself better so that I can take responsibility for my stuff and be more open to my partner? How can I know what I want and need? Can I give it to myself instead of demanding it from my partner? Which part of me feels threatened when my partner wants something different from what I want? How can I take care of that part of me without requiring anyone to change? And for those looking for a relationship, can we stop asking, how do I find the right person, and ask, can I be the person I want to find? And when I say, be the person you want to find, what does that mean to you? To me, it means several things. It means, don't wait for someone else to come into your life to be your best self. Be your best self now, and let that attract the right person into your life. Huber says, if you want to feel a certain way, feel it now. Looking forward to a time when that will happen will result only in looking forward to a time that will not happen. Finding the right person isn't about finding someone to complete you. It's about finding your completion and sharing it with someone else. It's not about finding someone to complete, to fix, change, or run their life. It's about finding another's completeness and supporting them and being just that. I love an observation the singer Paul Thorne made. With all the mainstream music today being when men sing and, you know, they're whining and crying about, oh, please come back and I'm nothing without you. And when they say I'm nothing without you, I always think, no wonder she left, because you're nothing. Huber speaks quite profoundly that many of us, we aren't living thriving adulthoods because we are still trying to survive our childhoods. For many of us, this plays out in our relationships when we make the other person responsible for how we feel, or even worse, who we are. How I am should never be a statement of who I am in relationship with you, but of who I am in relationship with myself. So when I roll back or sink into a place of hurt because my stuff came up, or I withdraw because my trust issue, that's often not about you, but it's me working with that childhood crap. Relationships are not the opportunity to repeat our childhood dysfunction, but to transcend it. Sometimes when I am off with my wife, I'll ask myself, how old am I right now? And when the answer is seven, I have to ask myself, regardless of if my partner loves me no matter what, is it really wise for me to ask my partner to love a seven-year-old man-baby? And here's another meaning for the person you want to find. Be your wholeness, not your brokenness. Some of us, we have so much stuff. We have all our hurts, all our fears of self-expression. So much so that we wind up seeking to get our partners to love our brokenness. And I just don't think that's a healthy relationship. I want you to love me when I'm feeling broken, but I don't want you to love my brokenness. I want you to love my wholeness and to hold me to being just that. Before I proposed to my wife, I asked myself what I truly wanted from her in terms of commitment, in terms of a vow. And to me, it wasn't to be with me forever or take care of me or even fidelity, to be honest. It was for her to be her wholeness. It was for her to stay connected to her own thriving and to want that for me too. That doesn't mean we don't get hurt or in ruts. We do. But I'm not going to ask you to stay down there with me, but to acknowledge I'm down and offer to help lift me up. 
Huber makes another powerful point when she says that in relationships, we often abandon our authenticity. We abandon ourselves. When our partner says something dumb, or doesn't say something he should, or something on the news gets us, or at work, we pull back. Huber says, The problem now is not what happened then. The problem now is will I continue to abandon myself. The secret to a whole relationship is getting back to the truth of ourselves and then bringing it to our partner. The wonderful truth, Huber says, is that only authentic selves can connect with each other. Now that sounds simple, but is a very profound point. Hurt? Yes. Feel not enough? Fine. Be angry? Fine. But if you are not authentic, you will not connect. And remember, authenticity doesn't just mean you are honest about how you feel. Authenticity means that you're committed to your wholeness, to being your best self. And in relationships especially, authenticity for me means not falling into the trick that I do not want to love or be loved by my partner. I mean, how often is it in the drama of our relationship that the conclusion we come to is to refuse to love or allow our partner to love us? Love is what I want, but I'm going to criticize you, hold back, and hide from you. I'm going to make it as difficult on you as possible to love me. The opposite of authenticity is not loving. Dr. Ellen Wachtel wrote a book called We Love Each Other But, and it's really about coming back to love from conflict. But one simple but profound point she makes is that we all know how to warm our partner's heart. She shares, We all know what warms our partner's heart if we stop to think about it. Doing more of what draws your partner to you strengthens the relationship. For one person, it might be expressing appreciation for hard work. For another, it might be taking pleasure in his spouse's sense of humor. She goes on, There are two important points to remember about warming each other's heart. One, the gesture should be small, doable, and not extravagant. Two, make the gesture part of your everyday interactions. I think that's a good commitment for us all in relationships. Have the conflict, but don't stop the love. Keep loving your partner keep loving yourself. A final point on the meaning of being the person you want to find. It has to do with freedom and individuality. I have found in my experience that what I most admire about another is their ability to be fully themselves. But in relationships there are those traps to unintentionally ask our partner to sacrifice themselves for us or even worse to see them as a kind of accessory. Relationships shouldn't make us bound but even more free. Relationships aren't there for us to hold back, but move ever forward. For when you hold back the best of yourself, you often release the worst of yourself. That or you become depressed, a shell of yourself. Be the best you so you can attract the best to you. Be the best you so you can be attractive to the best person or people. When you are lacking the relationship you want, whether you are single or in a relationship not working in that moment, don't hold yourself back. The result of that is not someone that will try to retrieve you. Not being yourself just leaves you open to being your worst self. Bring forth your best self more and more, profound and more profoundly. So let's close by asking these questions that Huber asks us one more time. Consider your answers. How can I understand myself better so that I can take responsibility for my stuff and be more open to my partner? How can I know what I want and need? Can I give it to myself instead of demanding it from my partner? Which part of me feels threatened when my partner wants something different from what I want? 
How can I take care of that part of me without requiring anyone to change? How can I be the person I want to find?